Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. You know how I'm always telling you guys to bet on red? Well, if you head over to Bet Online Sportsbook, you can put together a nice little parlay of Patrick Mahomes to win MVP, Kansas City to get the number one seed in the AFC, and Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, tallying together at a nice value of plus 1150. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit when you sign up with the link in the description to this episode. Bet Online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take. It Easy Podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is a fantabulous December 12th, according to my count. It's 12-12-2022, and I hope you all are enjoying yourselves and enjoying However, and whenever it is that you may be listening, it's another NFL Monday. It's week 14. We have football all around the league to come back to. Remember, every NFL Monday is one NFL Monday closer to Nathaniel Hackett's inevitable firing. I think we could start doing this with a couple other people. Someone on the Arizona Cardinals is going to get fired. Nathaniel Hackett's going to get fired uh I'm trying to think who else would qualify for this list not man campbell anymore i just remembered not man campbell because the detroit lions whooped that ass against the minnesota vikings they were favored at home against a 10 and 2 vikings team detroit is actually a pretty good team we've talked about detroit a couple times here on the show now so uh we're gonna save that for another day most of the stuff that we did on our thanksgiving spectacular show still apply if you want to go back and listen to that with detroit confirmed this week by the report that detroit views jared goff as their long-term option at quarterback and they're probably not going to take a quarterback unless it falls into their lap somewhere in the draft this year but Detroit is not going to have a top pick because of something the Rams did on Thursday which we'll discuss later on in the show Uh, I'm kind of doing the thing where I bounce around the league because there were a few interesting bounce around the league topics number one uh, I was watching Red Zone in the morning and then I had to go drive to work and while I was driving to work that took about like 20 to 25 minutes off of watching football And I work at a radio station, so I can obviously watch Red Zone and watch games uh, while I'm getting set up for broadcast for the Sacramento Kings. And so as I'm getting to work, when I'm watching at home, 
Derrick Henry has 100 rushing yards and a touchdown and is just dominating the Jacksonville Jaguars in like the first quarter and the Titans are up multiple scores and I'm like okay yeah Tennessee's gonna whoop ass on Jacksonville it's gonna be one of those weird results the Titans are not a great team but because they have uh, one of the easiest strength of schedules in football and because Derrick Henry is excellent and their defense is currently top 10 they're gonna they're gonna win these types of games against Jacksonville who as I've said before worst team in the NFL who's actively trying to win they just don't have the the pieces yet they're about two or three big pieces away from from being able to compete I don't know if they're going to get it or not but that's where Jacksonville kind of resides right now and then I got to work and the Jaguars had scored three touchdowns and were winning by 14 points I was like Jesus Christ what happened and Derrick Henry had two fumbles which like when does Derrick Henry have one fumble nonetheless two in a single game that was one of the funniest things that happened this weekend was uh jaguars and titans and watching the the this shift of like i saw all of the good tennessee parts and none of the bad tennessee parts i also saw ryan Tannehill just straight throw an interception right to a jaguars defender which is not new i've been seeing ryan Tannehill do that for six or seven years but the one thing that he's changed the last couple years in tennessee is he doesn't do that type of stupid throw ryan Tannehill made a pro bowl in 2019 by just not making the stupid throw and jimmy garoppolo was on his way to making a pro bowl this year by just not making the stupid throw and every now and again it comes back out for Tannehill and the jaguars end up beating the titans pretty bad uh in a game that was pretty confusing because i was like how did it go from being 14-0 to the jaguars scored 26 unanswered points i was like jesus christ 26 unanswered points by the jacksonville jaguars in that game the main topic i would like to discuss today is one jalen hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, because I am interested by the fact that Jalen Hurts is the second place leader for most valuable player in the NFL right now. And I had this sneaky suspicion when I saw the Eagles were whooping up on the Giants today, and I tried to tell you all about the New York Giants. I didn't watch the New York Giants play football, so I didn't have an evaluation point on them. I could look at the way that they won those games early in the season and say this is a team that should be 5-7-1 and one instead of 7-5-1. and one. But I was saying that when they were 6-1. and one. I was like, they should be 4-3, and three, and Baltimore should be 6-1. and one. And then, lo and behold, the New York Giants have fallen to earth, and Baltimore is able to beat Pittsburgh without Lamar Jackson, which that entire team is contingent upon Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley's like 1-6 in starts without Lamar Jackson. So they were able to beat a bad Steelers team. Meanwhile, the Giants have dropped like five of their last six, including a tie, which isn't technically a drop, but it's not a win. But the Eagles were destroying the New York Giants, and they were doing it with rushing touchdowns from Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith having a touchdown, A.J. Brown having a touchdown, Jalen Hurts rushing for a touchdown, Boston Scott ended up having a rushing touchdown. And so as I was watching this game, I started to think in my mind, I know Jalen Hurts is having this incredible season. And I know Jalen Hurts last year was someone I said is an incredibly skilled runner, a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, great value because Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract and not just a rookie contract, a second round picks rookie contract. So he's like the 40th highest paid quarterback in the NFL while putting up top 20 quarterback numbers. 
And this season, Jalen Hurts has had a season that puts him in the MVP conversation. And I had known this would be the case more so because offense is down across the league and there haven't really been suitable replacements for MVP now that Josh Allen is doing a bunch of dumb shit and Patrick Mahomes is clear in a way the, the MVP favorite. But Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions and it was a little bit scary there for a second against Denver when they had a 27-0 lead in the first half. And then you look up and all of a sudden it's a six-point game and Denver has the ball with four minutes left to play. It was it was scary for a moment there when Kansas City looked like they were going to blow a 27-point lead against Broncos country, let's ride. It wasn't even Russell Wilson playing at the end. So as Patrick Mahomes perhaps slowly plays himself out of an MVP in some people's mind, I started considering the alternative, and the second alternative is Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts had one of his best performances of the season against the Titans a week ago that led to the firing of John Robinson, the general manager of the Titans. I mean, he had 380 yards, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, 130 passer rating. And then this week against the Giants puts up another 48-point performance. The Eagles have a top offense. And so I wanted to talk about Jalen Hurts within the context of how great of an improvement is this for Jalen Hurts. To go from being a player that statistically, it was very clear, struggled with accuracy, was a player who was great with his mobility and could do just enough in the passing game to get by as a starting quarterback. And this season, he has 22 touchdowns, three interceptions, the third highest passer rating in the NFL, and the fourth highest QBR in the NFL. And for to go from a player who's in the category of fringe-level starter on a rookie contract someone who the team was looking to upgrade from this offseason and didn't find a suitable option, the Philadelphia Eagles are looking at a situation in which Jalen Hurts is legitimately one of the greatest single-season improvements at the quarterback position we've ever seen. And so naturally my mind went to the guy who I was spectacularly wrong about three years ago, which was Josh Allen. And by the way, a lot of people were spectacularly wrong about Josh Allen three years ago. Where I went wrong was saying that Carson Wentz would be Josh Allen and that Josh Allen would be Carson Wentz. And it made me realize just how fast the life cycle of an NFL player can be, especially an injury-riddled one such as Carson Wentz. And lo and behold, Jalen Hurts ends up replacing Carson Wentz. And I've said for years, going back to his college career, even before he got to the NFL, I was like, Jalen Hurts is going to have the most amazing 30 for 30 of all time. It's a ridiculous story to go from being the transitional quarterback between Saban wins with defense and Saban wins with offense in the two the two breaking parts of the Alabama dynasty to go from that guy who gets replaced in the national championship game one year after leading the team to the national championship game and then the following season getting back to the national championship game going 24 and 2 as a starter getting replaced by Tua transfer sitting on the bench for a season at Alabama a season in which against Georgia in the SEC championship game the next year, again, they played Georgia in the national championship game, 
sits on the bench the entire season behind Tua in the pre-transfer portal era, like the first transfer portal quarterback, Hurts sits behind Tua for a season. In the SEC championship game, comes in for an injured Tua, down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter against Georgia, and leads a comeback in the exact opposite fashion of the way Tua and him flipped roles the year before. Hertz goes to Oklahoma and goes from being a guy who gets replaced by Tua to finishing second place in the Heisman Trophy behind Joe Burrow, making the college football playoff, almost getting a rematch with Alabama if not for Tua breaking his hip and Alabama falling off at the end of that season by losing to LSU and losing to Auburn. And Jalen Hurts finishes second in the Heisman Trophy after being a guy who was a backup at Alabama and then ends up getting drafted to the Eagles, replaces Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, who Philly Philly won the championship just three years prior, replaces, gets Carson Wentz out of there, Doug Peterson gets fired, and then Jalen Hurts is now the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And then now he is an MVP level player just two years later. It's a ridiculous story. And so Jalen Hurts compared to Josh Allen was the was the talking point I wanted to have. Because I wanted to think about Jalen Hurts is going to be a top three MVP finisher this season. Josh Allen finished second in the MVP in 2020 after being abjectly terrible in 2019. And so I wanted to look at that and think, what does Jalen Hurts compare comparably to Josh Allen? Is this a similar type of turnaround to what we are talking about with Josh Allen for someone who is what I would, I mean, the conclusions we'll, we'll talk about at the end, but first let's go to the statistics on Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, because I, I thought the comparison points between the two were interesting. Now, for those who, as a refresher in 2019, Josh Allen was in his second year with the Buffalo Bills, they made it to the playoffs as a wild card. They had a 17-point lead against the Texans at halftime of a wild card game. They lost because of poor play from Josh Allen. He lateraled a football to a teammate and ended up getting fumbled as he was scrambling for a first down. They lose that game. And I say, in the midst of a pandemic, that the Buffalo Bills will get rid of Josh Allen at the end of this upcoming season and replace him with Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott was playing the franchise tag game with the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills looked like they were about a quarterback away. And this was right after the Bills had traded for Stephon Diggs. And they uh, they give up a first-round pick to acquire Diggs, slide him in as a wide receiver, and he is incredibly important to the development of Josh Allen. And you look at what the Philadelphia Eagles have done this year. They followed the exact same Buffalo Bills playbook, except they got Jalen Hurts in the second round of the draft. Jalen Hurts was the fifth quarterback selected in the 2020 NFL draft. They got Jalen Hurts with the intention of him being a backup. The fallout with Carson Wentz, and part of it was Carson Wentz having one of the worst seasons for a starter in the NFL in the last four years in 2020, it, it all of a sudden puts Jalen Hurts in a position to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jalen Hurts in year three, similar to Josh Allen in year three with Buffalo, 
has taken this massive leap that puts it in a position where you you legitimately think Jalen Hurts can be their quarterback for the next 10 seasons. And Josh Allen, and, and what sparked that move was trading a first-round pick for A.J. Brown in a similar way to what happened with Josh Allen acquiring Stephon Diggs. Last year, Jalen Hurts had Devonta Smith as a rookie, and Devonta Smith is a great wide receiver. Devonta Smith, combined with AJ Brown, is a is makes it one of the two best, one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. Right up there with the newly assembled Miami Dolphins receiving core, um, what Kansas City has. You could point to any receiving core in the NFL and say that that the Philadelphia Eagles just might have the best. Jefferson and Thielen in Minnesota come to mind, and so. What I found interesting about Jalen Hurts and the numbers that he put up is not that his numbers are less impressive than what we're talking about with Josh Allen. It's only that Jalen Hurts was a slightly better quarterback after year two than Josh Allen was after his year two. And so now, after this long and winding path to get there, here we go to the numbers. 2019, Josh Allen's second season finished with a 58% completion percentage, 6.7 yards per attempt, 29 total touchdowns, that's a combination of passing and rushing, 9 interceptions, an 85.3 passer rating, which for those who are keeping track at home, the average passer rating in the NFL is 92. That's the average NFL quarterback passer rating is 91 to 92. 87.2 87.2 passer rating from Josh, uh, sorry, 85.3 passer rating from Josh Allen, 49.4 QBR, and QBR is on a scale of 1 to 100 for people who are keeping track at home. 49.4 QBR, which would rank 30th in the NFL that season among qualified starters. Then we go to 2020 Josh Allen. Improves his completion percentage 10.4 points up to 69.2%. 7.9 yards per attempt, which is a 1.2 yard per attempt increase. 47 total touchdowns, 18 more than the previous season. 10 interceptions, one more than 2019 actually. A 107.2 passer rating, which is an increase of 22 points. And a 76.6 QBR, which ranks second in the NFL a 28 position increase, and a 27.2 point increase in QBR. So some of these numbers I'm going to hang on to and come back around to once we can compare them to Jalen Hurts. Here are Jalen Hurts' 2021 numbers. 61.3 completion percentage, 7.3 yards per attempt, 26 total touchdowns, 9 interceptions, an 87.2 passer rating, and a 54.6 QBR. Now, I'm listing out numbers here, and they probably just sound like, you know, these are different statistics, and you have to have a base understanding of NFL statistics to to prove these points. But again, Josh Allen finished 30th in QBR, and he had a below-average passer rating. Again, the average is 91, 91 to 92. He had an 85.3, Josh Allen did. Jalen Hurts had an 87.2 passer rating, a difference of only one uh, a difference of only 1.9 points in passer rating. That Jalen Hurts was better. 26 total touchdowns from Hurts, 29 total touchdowns from Josh Allen, and remember, 
Josh Allen had one less regular season game. Jalen Hurts played 17. Josh Allen played 16. Only three three touchdown difference between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Yards per attempt, Jalen Hurts was only 0.6 yards per attempt more than Josh Allen. And in terms of completion percentage, Jalen Hurts was 2.5 percentage points better than Josh Allen, which is not a significant margin given that both of these quarterbacks were bottom eight among starting quarterbacks who qualified for this metric, which I think there were 31 quarterbacks who qualified under this metric. Um, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen had bottom 25% in the league completion percentages during their second seasons in the league. Which then brings us to 2022 Jalen Hurts, which I'm going to use these statistics expanded out over a full season. So I took the numbers that Jalen Hurts has produced so far, multiplied them by the number of games that were left, which I think is like 1.307. Like they still have about 30% of their schedule left to be played. So here are the full season projections for what Jalen Hurts has put up so far this year. 68% completion percentage, which is a 6.7% increase in completion percentage year over year. 8.1 yards per attempt, which is a 0.8 yard per attempt increase. 42 total touchdowns, which is an increase of 16. Four interceptions. A 108.4 passer rating. And a 70.5 QBR, as I mentioned off the top, the 108.4 passer rating ranks third in the NFL among quarterbacks. The 70.5 QBR currently for Jalen Hurts ranks fourth in the NFL. So those are the comparison points between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. What I want to do is put side by side the increases year over year between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts which is not perfect science because remember Jalen Hurts has one extra game played than Josh Allen does. But we can also take the sample size and put it over 16 games just for touchdowns and interceptions and total yards of offense because every other statistic, the, the ones that are percentages and averages, doesn't matter how many games they play if he averages the same amount for the rest of the season. So here's the comparisons on the numbers between 2020 Josh Allen and 2022 Jalen Hurts. Completion percentage, which if you'll recall was a big talking point when it came to Josh Allen, was like, you can't teach accuracy, you can't improve accuracy. Josh Allen increased his completion percentage 10.4 points, which is the greatest single season increase in the last 20 years of NFL football to go from being a 58% of 58.8% completion percentage to 69.2. Josh Allen 10.4 completion points. Jalen Hurts 6.7. Yards per attempt. Jalen Hurts increased his yards per attempt 0.8 yards. Josh Allen increased his 1.2 yards, which means he's airing the ball out down the field a little bit more and using more space on the field than they did before, which is a byproduct of the offense opening up, which has a lot to do with improved offensive line and wide receiver play. That's from Mina Kimes, who was explaining the yards per attempt statistic a while ago, is that wide receiver and offensive line help explain increases in yards per attempt. You see an increase from Josh Allen 
and uh, Jalen Hurts by a pretty significant number. Yards per attempt never really fluctuates higher than 6 and 10. Nathan Peterman had the lowest yards per attempt in a game with, I think, 6 for throwing over 40 passes. And... It, I mean, I think Mahomes' best season, he had like a nine point something. So, you know, th- these are pretty significant statistical increases. And what changed year over year for those two quarterbacks is for Josh Allen, the addition of Stephon Diggs, and for Jalen Hurts, the addition of A.J. Brown, plus relatively good health on the offensive line for the Eagles. I don't remember how Buffalo's offensive line played out in 2020 anymore, but relatively better health on the offensive line for the Eagles than they did in their surprise playoff run last season. Touchdowns. Josh Allen increased 18 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts increased 16 touchdowns. Rushing and passing combined. Remember, Hurts played 17 games both seasons. Allen played 16 games both seasons. So, 18-point increase for Josh Allen. Or sorry, 18 touchdown increase for Josh Allen, 16 touchdown increase projected for Jalen Hurts. Interceptions, Jalen Hurts has the number go down from 9 to 4. Allen in that 2020 season actually had an increase in interceptions, which was a little interesting to, to re- recall. So there's not really a statistical correlation there just because Josh Allen threw a lot of interceptions. Passer rating, Jalen Hurts increases his passer rating statistic 19, or sorry, 19.2 points in passer rating. Josh Allen increases his passer rating 17.9 points. That is basically the same when we're talking about a gigantic improvement in passer rating. That is 19.2 for Jalen Hurts, 17.9 for Josh Allen, only a 1.3 QBR difference, which is basically the the margin for error that we're talking about when determining averages and numbers. Is that like if if you're within one point of each other, you are basically the same as it relates to QBR. And so both of them see this gigantic statistical increase. And then in QBR, which is another statistic other than passer rating that helps calculate quarterback ability, QBR, Jalen Hurts has an increase 15.9 points year over year. Josh Allen sees an increase of 27.2 in QBR year over year. So both of them have these gigantic statistical leaps, and in some respects, Allen had a greater statistical improvement, and in some respects, Jalen Hurts had a greater statistical improvement. Case in point, Jalen Hurts sees an increase in uh, yards of offense, So calculating his 2021 statistics to 2022, Jalen Hurts is seeing an increase in offense of 27.93%. That's just taking his number from this year, dividing it by his number of yards from last year, his projected numbers this year, divided by his projected numbers from last year. Jalen Hurts has seen a 27.93% increase in offense. Josh Allen between his 2019 to 2020 season, saw an increase in offense of 37.55%. Now, that 10% increase between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen in terms of yards of offense can correlate to the Buffalo Bills used Josh Allen differently in 2019 than the Eagles used Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has always been a tremendous rushing threat, and the Buffalo Bills had to work their way into how much to use Josh Allen in the running game and how much not to. Josh Allen actually saw a decrease 
in his rushing statistics between 2019 and 2022, and he still put up this gigantic statistical increase in yards, 37.55%. And so the conclusion I drew from this was the one that I kind of expected going in, which was Josh Allen had a greater jump from him 2019 to 2020 than Jalen Hurts had between 2021 and 2022, although the numbers are comparable in many respects between the improvements of Allen to Hurts. What that suggests is that Josh Allen was worse at the starting block than Jalen Hurts was, and Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen got pretty close to each other. I mean, if you look at their 2022 Jalen Hurts statistics to 2020 Josh Allen, completion percentage is only Josh Allen wins by 1.2%. Yards per attempt, Jalen Hurts beats him by 0.2 yards per attempt. Total touchdowns, Josh Allen has him beat by five touchdowns, given Josh Allen played one less game, but a five-touchdown difference while both of them are putting up over 40 touchdowns. And by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles have multiple running backs that have at least five touchdowns, and Miles Sanders has 10 on the season. Passer rating, they're separated by 1.2 points, which as we said, that's like, that's like a margin of error type of, of closeness. They are basically putting up the same passer rating. And in QBR, Josh Allen has Jalen Hurts beat by six points. So the numbers are comparable that 2022 Jalen Hurts is playing as good as 2020 Josh Allen, which to date is Josh Allen's best statistical season. The reason Josh Allen's season is such, it beats Jalen Hurts in terms of a year-over-year increase is because Jalen Hurts was a better quarterback after year two than Josh Allen was, which is no, like, there's no way Jalen Hurts could have jumped higher than that without winning MVP, which for a quarterback who didn't show MVP caliber production in his first few seasons, it's almost impossible to expect such levels of production from Jalen Hurts because no one thinks of Jalen Hurts as being the best quarterback in the NFL. And yet the statistics bear out that like there's a legitimate chance he might win MVP this season. And he goes from being a quarterback who is a fringe starter, someone on a cheap contract, to a quarterback who legitimately looks like the future of the Philadelphia Eagles and legitimately could be the best while on a rookie contract that only pays him $1.3 million per season. The Philadelphia Eagles can surround him with talented offensive linemen, surround him, go sign Hassan Reddicks, trade for Darius Slays, trade for A.J. Browns, and and, and give them large contracts because Jalen Hurts is on such a cheap deal that the Philadelphia Eagles look like the favorites right there with Brock Purdy's San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC. And you get to the Super Bowl, it's a one-game sample size in the NFL. Random shit happens all the time. And it's incredible that they've been able to turn that around with a quarterback who, yes, is on the cheap contract right now, and yes, is coming up on a deal at the end of next season, which might lead to a franchise tag, might lead to a long-term extension. But still, the fact that they're actually having a conversation about whether or not Jalen Hurts is their quarterback for the next 10 seasons is something that was not existing before because Jalen Hurts was someone they were trying to replace last offseason. And they decided once they couldn't get the sexual predator and once they couldn't upgrade with a Matt Ryan type that they looked around the board and said, Jalen Hurts is a top 20 quarterback making top 40 money. And if we can't get one of the eight best quarterbacks in the NFL to come play for our team, or you could expand it out to 12, they were in on the Kyler Murray game for a half minute. But like, 
if you can't get one of those guys to come play for your team, let's just ride it out with Jalen Hurts, get him A.J. Brown, get him uh, uh, Hassan Reddick on defense, uh, br- get the offensive line healthy and bring back, uh, obviously, Jason Kelsey, who's still around. Like You can look at that team and say, we have done the same thing that Miami did and the same thing that Buffalo did, which is while the rookie quarterback is on a cheap contract, we will surround him with talented players and we will make moves to sacrifice draft capital and sacrifice cap space in order to build a team around you that is perhaps enough to make you look like an MVP and perhaps enough to improve your development to such a place where maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't look like Josh Allen from this point going forward. If he puts up statistical comparisons to a tier two level quarterback like Dak Prescott, that's a massive success for Philadelphia because you can win with that. Even you can win with that making $45 million a year. And that's the conversation that's actually being had by the Philadelphia Eagles right now which is something that's more for the like two, three years down the road. In the short term, you can legitimately win a championship with Jalen Hurts putting up top three quarterback production in the NFL. Again, third in passer rating, fourth in QBR, second probably in the MVP race right now behind Patrick Mahomes. You can look at Jalen Hurts' production and say, look, we can legitimately win a championship with that. This 12-1 and run is not a fluke. We are as good as the San Francisco 49ers, if not better than the San Francisco 49ers. And the thing I've consistently said about the Eagles is I'd love to watch the Eagles play against a great defense. Would love to watch that happen. The Eagles have been dynamic on all fronts offensively, not just by like blowing the doors off the Titans and the Giants the last two weeks. Like They have been offensively sound all season, And a big part of that is Jalen Hurts and the development of Jalen Hurts, who is, you know, only relatively speaking, 24 years old. He's a guy you can look at and say, that is your quarterback for the next decade. And that's something that was not the case three months ago. And the reason that was not the case three months ago is the numbers we laid out here. He's having a 2019 Josh Allen into 2020 Josh Allen type of improvement going from being the 20th-ranked quarterback in the NFL to the third-ranked quarterback, compared to Josh Allen, who was starting from being ranked the 30th-ranked quarterback in QBR after his second season, to then jump from 30th to second, reflects the greatest single-season improvement of any quarterback in the last 25 years of football. And Jalen Hurts is right there at number two. It's hard to find an example of a quarterback putting up the production Hurts was, which was below-average quarterback play terms of 26 total touchdowns, nine interceptions, a passer rating that was five points below the league average, a QBR that ranked 18th in the NFL. That's a quarterback who goes from being an average quarterback on a cheap contract, no doubt, but an average quarterback to below average quarterback to someone who's immediately a star in his third season at 24 years old. It's remarkable to watch happen, and statistics will bear out if you if you haven't been watching the Eagles games, which I have to say, I skipped the Eagles-Washington primetime game. I have not actively seeked out the Eagles in a way that I might for a team that I think legitimately has a chance to make the Super Bowl. Um, you could look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and the statistics bear out that this is a team with a quarterback who is putting up top three level production in the league while being the 40th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And any team that has that has a legitimate chance of winning because they have done the right move. They have surrounded him with competence. If you take a quarterback putting up top three level numbers 
while making the 40th most money in the league and you surround it with competence, it looks like what <laughs> it looks like what the Dallas Cowboys had with Dak and Zeke during their rookie years where they went 12 and 4 and got the number 1 seed in the NFC. Now obviously they lost to the Packers that year, but it looks like that. It looks like three playoff appearances in 4 years and one year in which you get the number 1 seed in the NFC. You surround it with competence and it looks like what the Eagles have right now where they're 12 and 1 on their way to the number 1 seed and in an NFC that has provided no real alternatives other than the San Francisco 49ers a team that just might coast to the NFC Championship game. And that's pretty remarkable to think about because the Eagles have got the the Eagles, the team that pivoted off of Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson after 3 years, only 3 years after winning a Super Bowl, that Philadelphia Eagles team has all of a sudden got the the hack of the sport that everyone is trying to acquire. People, you know, the 49ers gave up 3 first round picks for Trey Lance to try and crack the code the way that Philadelphia did with one second-round pick in Jalen Hurts, who's, again, had the most remarkable 30-for-30 30 30 type story in football. Like, they have they have cracked the code, which is quarterback making backup-level money, putting up MVP numbers, and we give him A.J. Brown, a top-10 receiver in the NFL, and Devonta Smith, a Heisman Trophy winner who put up 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons— you surround him with that. You surround him with a running, a strong offensive line that still has a lot of the remnants of the greatest offensive line in NFL history in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles behind statistically the greatest offensive line potentially in NFL history. You can look at the Philadelphia Eagles and say that team cracked the code. And because they cracked the code of getting backup level money for a top end quarterback... Because they crack the code, they're going to be competitive no matter what. The floor for this team over the next two years is those Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott from 2016 to 2018. And they're building up towards something that could get them almost in a coast, like I said, almost coasting to the NFC Championship. Because for whatever the reasons may be, and there's a multitude of which we've laid out, the acquisition of A.J. Brown this offseason the development of the quarterback with the running game, the offensive line protection, the ability to trade for Darius Slay and sign Hassan Reddick, in addition to guys like Brandon Graham who were draft picks there. Like, You can look at the team and say, because of a multitude of reasons you could point to, even play calling, even dumb-dumb Nick Sirianni, you could point to and say, these are the reasons all and above of why Jalen Hurts has had a Josh Allen-esque increase year over year from being the 20th best quarterback in the NFL to being one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. In the same way Josh Allen went from being one of the th- the the top 30 quarterbacks in the NFL to being a top three quarterback year over year, and everyone was baffled by how that could be possible. It broke every expert's minds and made me look stupid and say that Josh Allen was Carson Wentz. Like, I was so in on Josh Allen was terrible. And I didn't do that with Jalen Hurts this time. I was smart about it. I was willing to wait and say I don't know how good or how bad Jalen Hurts is. The statistics bear out that he is a very good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback in terms of rushing the ball, and he does just enough passing to remain a starter in the NFL because he was, again, 61% completion percentage. You got to be doing something else. You got to be bringing something else out of the to the table other than your completion percentage, because 61.3% is like slightly better than Drew Locke, slightly better than Colt McCoy. 
Like you got to be bringing something else to the table if you're completing 61.3% of your passes for 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions. You you got to be bringing something else to the table or your job is not secure at all. And Jalen Hurts has brought that to the table. He's an incredible running quarterback. And now he's an incredible running quarterback and an incredible passing quarterback. And that combination has set Philadelphia up in a position to succeed for the next three seasons. I mean, forget next three seasons. They have a chance to win the NFC this season. And if you get to that one game, winner go home in the Super Bowl, it's a massive, massive success for the Philadelphia Eagles because they've hacked the system with Jalen Hurts having this amazing single season improvement comparable only to Josh Allen of 2020. All right, everybody. It is time for the Week 14 Philip Rivers Memorial Kirk Cousins Purgatory Award here on the Take It Easy podcast. Every NFL Monday, we award the Philip Rivers Memorial Kirk Cousins Purgatory to one quarterback who found themselves down six, no timeouts, needing to go the length of the field in one minute. Philip Rivers made a 15-year career out of being down six, no timeouts, one minute to play, going the length of the field. Kirk Cousins last year did it seven times, and then this year has done it once. But his, or sorry, he's done it twice. But his opponents have also been in Kirk Cousins' purgatory three different times. Kirk Cousins was a missed field goal by the Lions away from being in Kirk Cousins' purgatory again this week. But unfortunately, he avoided the wrath by just simply getting smoked by the Detroit Lions, who I reiterate again, were favored against the Minnesota Vikings. And thanks to the Carolina Panthers beating the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions are now one game out of the playoff with tiebreaker victories over Washington and the Giants. And you know how I said that the 7th and the NFC South playoff spot and the 7th NFC wildcard are going to be, they just had to send someone this year? Well, if we're going to just have to send someone as the 7th wildcard, let's send the goddamn Detroit Lions. Because the goddamn Detroit Lions are way more fun than the New York Giants and Washington. Let's send Detroit to the 7th playoff spot, because if we have to play a 7 versus 2 wildcard game, let's put Detroit against Minnesota for a third time. The first two games have been incredibly entertaining. Let's do Detroit-Minnesota Part 3. This has nothing to do with the Kirk Cousins Purgatory Award this week, other than the namesake of Kirk Cousins getting smoked by the Detroit Lions. Kirk Cousins Purgatory this week has one and only one winner, which is... Baker Mayfield... Down six, 118 to play, 98 yards, no timeouts, Thursday night football, Baker Mayfield led the Los Angeles Rams back to beat the Raiders. We're going to talk more about this game tomorrow with Walter Mitchell. It's going to be Tuesday's episode. We're also going to talk a lot about the Buccaneers and 49ers game, so I won't spoil too much of our conversation about the Baker Mayfield magical comeback. Just know that this week, the Kirk Cousins Purgatory Award, for the first time and probably the last time, has been bestowed on former Carolina Panther and current Los Angeles Ram third stringer, 
Baker Mayfield. Speaking of the Carolina Panthers, I had burned this tape into the the recesses of this podcast history. It is one of the parody songs that uh, I am not the most proud of anymore, and our production quality has dramatically improved in the time since. But in order to learn how to make a good parody song, we had to have some bad parody songs along the way. And fortunately, this quarterback being absolutely shit has been part of the reason why it's been easy for this to disappear. But since Sam Darnold has now reemerged into our lives and led the Carolina Panthers to two, two meaningless victories, we have... The Sam Darnold, Lil Nas X, Jack Harlow parody song deep in our recesses that we are obligated to bring back because uh, Sam Darnold is 2-0 as Carolina Panthers quarterback. And he started 3-0 last season as Panthers quarterback, a season that finished 5-12 and and involved Sam Darnold getting benched like four weeks after starting 3-0. and But lo and behold, Sam Darnold has won five games as Carolina Panthers quarterback, which makes Sam Darnold the winningest quarterback in Carolina Panthers since 2017, tying Kyle Allen for the mark of winningest quarterback on the Carolina Panthers since 2017. The Carolina Panthers have had a lot of shitty quarterbacks. A lot of shitty fucking quarterbacks. But one of those quarterbacks is Sam Darnold, and uh, Carolina's now 5-8, and eight, so I'm hoping they lose every game the rest of the season so that Carolina will once again finish 5-12. and 12. And if you don't know the lore about the 5-11 and 11 Carolina Panthers, here's the Carolina Panthers' last four season results ever since Teppers bought the team. Again, they could have tanked for Trevor Lawrence. 2019, 5-11. 2020, 5-11. 2021, 5 and 12. 2022, 5 and 8. Coach has already been fired. How many different coaches have they had in those four seasons? That would be four different coaches. This has a special place in football hell for Carolina Panthers fans. And let me tell you, as a six year recovering Charger fan, Carolina Panthers fans, there is a better option. You don't have to do this. 5 and 12, 5 and 11, 5 and 11. 5-8, and eight, you don't have to do it. There is a better way. You don't have to watch Kyle Allen and Sam Darnold be your winningest quarterbacks over the past three seasons. You don't have to do it. Sorry, last four seasons. Apologies. Sorry, last five seasons, I just realized. It's been five seasons Sam Darnold and Kyle Allen are the winningest quarterbacks on the Carolina Panthers. Since Sam Darnold now has five victories as Panthers starter, here is the... Burned from existence, dug out of the trash, Sam Darnold parody song that we wrote back in 2021 when Sam Darnold was 3-0, and and it was incredibly funny because we all knew that the Panthers were ass. They just happened to start 3-0 and because they played like the Houston Texans. Take it easy, everyone. My pocket's sitting so clean, they couldn't wait to come sack me. NYC was too flashy, y'all shouldn't have let gays draft me. Too late now, I went MIA, now I'm seeing ghosts and they scary. Sent Wilson back to NYC with that L and two intercepties. New York talking, we taking nose. Throwing DJ Moore on them posts. Falcons could, but we know they chose. Said his time was soon, but just like Oklahoma, mine is coming sooner. I'm just a late bloomer. 
I done peek at Essie cause I got me your revenge tour Hate these networks and computers got me pages walking around like they some losers I told you long ago on the road I got what Jets fans waiting for I'm seeing ghosts now steal your souls just like Belichick oh Y'all were never really rooting for me anyways Panthers apologies you know I wanna hear you say He's seeing ghosts now steal your souls Tell him the revenge tour on Yeah Sam Darnold revenge tour 2021